Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is U105. Now, life goes on, and one of the great challenges in life is saying farewell to a loved one at the best of times that is something that is incredibly difficult for any family when they are bereaved but at this moment in time and I'm not specifically talking about losing a loved one to coronavirus people are dying every day from natural causes or from road traffic collisions, from heart attacks, just from the tragedy that comes to our door. Or maybe it's been something you've been waiting to happen. You know you've got an elderly relative who is going to pass away. But as I say, life and death continues. I want to speak to my colleague, Paul, who's been through this over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, Paul Clark. Paul, good morning. Morning, Frank. Morning. Uh, Paul, on Saturday you said farewell to your father, a very popular and elderly man who'd been in the hospice. And mm. knowing, knowing you and having met your father on a couple of occasions, I would have imagined that that would have been a very big funeral, a big farewell to a very popular man. That wasn't the case on Saturday because that wasn't possible. H how difficult is it for you and your family and for other families who at this moment are preparing for or have just gone through a funeral? It's a very hard question to answer, Frank, because I, I still feel numb um, and the whole thing is unreal. Yes, we knew that Dad was uh, dying and that uh, he died in the hospice and, and that was a very peaceful passing, which in itself was a, a great relief. Um, I still haven't made my mind up yet about the uh, the fact that there were only five or six of us at the the funeral. At one level, the fact that there were five or just six of us there well, made it very intimate. Uh, it made it family. And um, probably, in a way, it made it a little bit easier to handle because usually when you have a large crowd there, or certainly more than just the, the immediate family, there are people there who have their own grief. And that can spread a bit too, so the emotion can be overwhelming. Um, I have to say that on the day, knowing that it was going to be a very small affair, 
we essentially just went through the motions like so many families and um, dad's coffin wasn't able to come home so it rested in a funeral home so we didn't have a, a requiem mass but we did have um, three short ceremonies the first one from the funeral home before we went to St Anne's Church um, where dad was buried from and uh, Father Peter was the, the parish priest was absolutely wonderful, wonderful through it all and we couldn't have a mass so it was just a, a 20 minute short ceremony um, after that then we went to the, the crematorium and probably the crematorium was the hardest because um, uh, you've been there I'm sure a number of times Frank as have I and there's the chapel there but we couldn't go into the chapel so the coffin was uh, um, at the hearse at the, the front door and uh, the priest had a, a final blessing a final committal and then the um, coffin was taken um, essentially on a, a low loader um, into the uh, into the, uh, the the chapel. The thing about it was that he, you and a lot of us who have been there will know that um, the, the the staff at the city council there are always uh, dressed uh, for the occasion. Um, but that wasn't the case on Saturday. They had to wear protective clothing, and I fully, fully, fully understand that. That's the way it had to be for their safety and for ours. So um, that was uh, it. Paul, um, I should I should emphasize, mm. and it's important to emphasize for anyone who's joining us late. We're, we're talking about a man who, an elderly man who died from cancer. He didn't die from the coronavirus, and yet, and all they're no. taking all these steps. But they must, and, and I fully understand that, because you can't have large numbers of people or even medium or small numbers of people in a confined space like that. I mean, the truth was that mum and dad are very traditional Catholics. So the tradition in the church, and you will know this yourself, Frank, is that on the night before the funeral, the body will rest in the chapel. And that wasn't possible. That's what mum and dad would have wanted. That's certainly what dad wanted. And uh, that was just wasn't possible. The church could only be opened once. So that's why uh, he had to stay overnight in the funeral home before coming to the church. And the priest literally just had to open the church a few minutes before um, half past ten. We were in and uh, about ten to eleven or so. Then it was, it was all over and the church was locked again. Um, I suppose if you look at it in isolation, Frank, you think to yourself, you know, how... Um, how unkind or how unhumane is that? But actually, you know something? I think we all get it. We realise the reason why. And also, there will come a time in the future when we will be able to say a more fulsome cheerio, farewell to Dad. Um, and people will be able to come along and the priest will be able to celebrate the Mass. Uh, and I will be able to say a few words about my dad. And, and it is something, obviously, that you would look forward to and want to, to do. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Paul, about the traditions and the great tradition of the, the wake. And maybe it's more relevant in the country than it is maybe in some more uh, urban areas. But the, the, the two-night wake and all of the community coming and everyone reminiscing and respect and tribute being paid... It's a lot to give up for so many families right across Ireland at present. And I suppose, as you say, Frank, it's a rural um, occasion more than an urban one. Certainly, there would have been people coming to the house if that had been possible. Um, again, I think that would have added to you know my mum's grief in, in all of this. My mum's a very practical person. Um, I've not been here before, Frank. 
you know, you, you nod your dad. I've, I've not lost a parent before, so I don't quite know what it's what was expected of us as a family. Um, but then I don't know what is expected of any family at this particular time. I think if there's one person I feel sorry for, it's my brother. Yes. Uh, you had him on your program there a few weeks ago. My brother, uh, Philip, lives in Italy. And, um, you know, he really, really, really wanted to be there. He was the baby of the family, so he would have been closest to dad in that sense, I suppose. And um, he was home in January, um, and then he returned to Italy just before lockdown. Uh, so it was very, very hard for him. But you know something, Frank? The new technologies have helped. Um, the, the undertakers were brilliant because they, they, um, they, they filmed it uh, on telephones and then my, my brother was able to watch it at the other end. So even though it was um, a sense of detachment, uh, at least he could see what was happening and I think that that would have been very helpful for him. Yes, and I know some churches also broadcast the, the mass on the on the internet, and uh, people can yes. avail of that service, which is is vital to them, especially when, like your brother, you're caught in a dilemma and you can't get home to your father's funeral. Paul, our thoughts are, are, are with you and the rest of your family, and, and thanks thanks very much Thank for speaking Frank. to us, Paul. I, I know you're speaking on behalf of all families who are going through this yeah, similar I, I scenario. Yes, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wanted to single us out um, over anybody else, Frank. You know, everybody is going through the same thing right now. Thank you, indeed. That's uh, our colleague uh, Paul Clark. This is the U one hundred and five phone in. Good morning. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.